0: In 1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. Hey man. Hey bud, what's going on? Oh,
1: just uh, living the dream, as they say.
0: Yeah, how true that is. You know, yep. if you're really, if you're really in it uh, for the right reasons, you, there's no doubt. Everything's a job, but
1: that's that's fact. But you gotta, you, you get out of it what you put in it.
0: There's no doubt, and there's yep. no. Uh, listen, you, you. I was just. Uh, I was. Uh, on one of the podcasts earlier in the series I talked to I was talking to Fred Zink obviously and same thing right. he's like I don't I don't set an alarm clock I just get out of bed and get moving because you know this is so much fun and yeah it's work listen you know I dig I dug ditches before too just like he did we've all had yeah. some crappy job. so yeah. you know what are you going to do how's everything going with you
1: you know everything's going just uh better than I deserve that's a fact
0: man that's great
1: yeah, everything's uh everything's killer, Mario.
0: That's How awesome. about you. Everything's going good, bro. It's a grind <laughs> and we're just sorting through stuff and and trying to get the right trying to get the right factories, trying to get the right everything, material, like just everything to, you know, try to get back to, you know, what? the heyday, right? The heyday and and when everything yeah. was was peaked. So, you yeah. know, I mean, that's you know that was the whole. You know that was the whole. That was the whole thing around Final Approach was you. You know you knew if you bought it, uh, it was going to be dependable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, well, it, and I think that the, the the right group has it now. Yeah, it basically saved it from a, a certain death. There's,
0: there's no doubt, and I mean right now. Uh, Right now, we just got, like, our first distributor up in Canada, and you know how big Canada was. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I can't even, you know, and listen, obviously, down here in the States, we, you know, we do a, a, I mean, F.A. was doing a huge amount of business, but Canada was just, Canada just embraced Final Approach big time. More than... Any other brand, I think, in in waterfowl or or a lot of other brands, just in the hunting industry. Sure,
1: sure, and it was mostly due to the fact that um, you know Ron and Billy and you and everybody else got up there early. I mean, we, we were we were in Canada in the uh, the early '90s with this kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, yep. Totally blowing people's minds. Um, you know, and and you've seen it. They used to hunt the uh the fence rows up there or they'd big they'd dig these these little knee deep pits that you would literally <laughs> sit in and bend over and put a deep over you. Yeah. And but you had to have it close to cover. and then back in that time frame when we were laying out in the middle of that stuff, you know
0: Comfortable.
1: Actually where the geese were <laughs> wanting to be. Um, it took off like crazy. Oh yeah. And you know, final approach always embraced the, the, the Canadian hunter. Yep. And, uh, yep. and, and vice. So yeah, it was, it, it, we, uh, we dug a lot of roots in up there. And the unfortunate side is everything was just rocking until.
0: until, right. And
1: once you get that until that's right. Uh, and you've got people trying to steer the ship that have never driven a boat. That's right. Uh, they don't know anything about your consumer, the end user, or the product, but that's when that's when all the the shit at the fans.
0: Yeah, and I mean and so we're talking to John Vaca and we're gonna we're gonna go through John's background. If you guys don't know, uh, you can look him up, but but John's been in the business for a very long time, guiding, calling contests, calling championships, uh, worked for Buck Gardner, worked for Jeff Foyles was at uh, final approach for a very long time. So I mean you saw oh man. You know, the the, the good and the bad of it is you saw everything. You know what I mean? Several
1: and several pounds. I mean it was
0: Ugh.
1: you know, it wasn't one big peak. It was uh you know it, it it was when Ron and Fred and Tim and and you and Billy and everybody else, Jeff we're, were when it was still final approach when Ron yep. had it. Yep. I mean, was the pinnacle brand. Oh, you know, we the the blinds. I mean, I have blinds that were <laughs> built built in better condition than a lot of the stuff that was built ten years ago.
0: There's no doubt. I mean, I you know I talked to uh, which is funny. You talked to uh, I had Duke Levan on right. The band, band man, right? So Duke Duke still has some slider blinds. He's like yes. he's like the only guy. And and then we start talking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have my original Eliminator that I remember buying at a sports show. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't even want to say oh, yeah. how long ago. Do you know what I mean? And it's still in working condition.
1: And you went home and put it together oh. and laid. And it was probably July, and you were laying <laughs> <and> it. <acting>. that <laughs> Making big plans for it. Yeah, we all went through that. No oh, my
0: God. It. Oh, my God. I was in the living room, you know, watching watching a video on, uh, on uh, VHS on the TV while I'm laying in the blind. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Get uncover cover up. That's right. Get the-
0: <laughs> Oh, my God. We got, you know, the thing <clears throat> the thing that always comes up in every one of the podcasts is freaking Tim Grounds and, and obviously how much everybody misses him and how much he meant to – uh, everything in the waterfowl community, a lot with final approach, and he was just yeah. a pisser of a guy that you just—he was just like you know he—you know uh, Fred uh, Fred put it really in a good light, and he said he said he had a different way of looking at just about everything, and he wasn't trying to be funny or anything. That was just Tim.
1: <laughs> no, he, he he thought outside the box literally on <laughs> everything, and some of it. Was hysterical. Yes. I mean, I when he came to me with a big giant box of beanie baby geese. <laughs> but you'd have to take a step back and go, Come on, Tim, you got to push away from the, from the ball a little bit because this is a, a little
0: this one's out there.
1: there. <laughs> but you know what? You could go to like the Oshkosh Festival back when when, when they were having it. Oh, yeah. And they're around the corner for people wanting those things.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So he. He he really thought outside the box, um, and no question about it. Um, you know, I I, I was close with Tim for a lot. He called for him in the beginning. He was my superman, you know, he was a superhero. Oh yeah. Oh, uh never yeah. seen anything like it. He's one of the people that want that, that I that made me wanna really get into the contest part of things. But he was a pioneer in this entire industry from one side to the next. He fine-tuned and figured out things that nobody else did. Agreed. And so, you know, he and Ron uh, and Freddie were such a good fit together because their minds are machines. And even though grounds looked a little rough on the edges,
0: <laughs> yes, the
1: guy was brilliant. The guy was freaking brilliant. And um, if it came out of his mouth, it was you can bet it was pretty much spot on.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, you 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 look, you would look at Tim and go, "Oh God, look at this redneck!" Right? Look at this country, uh, you know, do like look, look, you know, rough, like you know, maybe he rides a Harley, maybe you know, you don't know what he like, but just like you said, the the thoughts and the ideas and stuff that came out of his head was unbelievable and and way ahead of the time, and that that's what that. Exactly what you said, him, Ron, Fred, just minds were always going, always going. You know what I mean? And still, you know, Ron's still in the business. Fred's still in the business. Their minds are still going like that. They're just geared like that, you know?
1: That's just what those guys do. And they brought an element to our industry that, uh, you know, I can't even get my head around what the industry would be like if it wasn't for those guys. I mean, just, just... True, true legends and pioneers in what we do
0: yeah I mean we, we we talked about that too it's like you know if if ron doesn't doesn't make that slider blind, you know where where does the industry go uh if 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 grounds doesn't take Hess's short read and starts messing with it where does the call scene go if if Fred doesn't leave Ron and go to uh go to Avery and start that and, and, well, not start that, but get in with that and, and do a bunch of stuff there. You know, what what happens then? Like, there's so many key things that happen that turn this whole category just upside down.
1: It's evolution. I yeah. Mean, it just, you, it, and, it, and it was really cool, and I'm sure you'll agree, it was really cool being on the ground floor oh. watching the whole thing evolve.
0: Incredible. I, mean,
1: I remember Big River flutes and ron and <laughs> chairs, yes. Very beginning, the Loman, uh, the Loman uh, model five thousand goose oh. flutes. On. Oh my god! You know, all that, all, all the old school stuff. I remember when that was state of the art. That's right. And then right. I just watched these guys come in and take the bull by the horns and change it all.
0: And just blow blow everything away. Like I remember my first. Uh, I had a big river flute, but I also had an old. What was it? An eight eighty or eight hundred? Oh my God. Like, uh, and then, and then all this started and it's like, we went from, you know, cavemen and carrying a club to being in like, you know, uh, the state of the art, you know, bibs and blinds and shotguns and calls and decoys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So fast. Back, back, man, back.
0: And it was, it was, it was an, just like you said, an evolution and just an incredible innovation time coming through that period and and watching these guys operate and seeing all the gear that was coming out and using it and doing all that. And then just like you said earlier, as, as the final approach gets sold once, it doesn't really get watered down that much when it goes to Culpin. Then it goes again and gets sold to Bushnell. And, you know, things are going good. And then, but then sale after sale, it just keeps getting, you know, watered down. And and listen, you, you couldn't have explained it any better because I say it all the time. If you don't know your end user and you're not an end user, you know, you should not be, like you said, driving the boat. Because you're going to run us <laughs> onto a sandbar or a rock formation and puncture the boat and we're sinking and we're all dying. So... There's no doubt that you hit that on the head, and that's what happens with, you know, big corporate companies. When, you know, we've watched a bunch in this industry, you know, buy up these other companies, and what happens? They just get torn apart.
1: Well, and that's 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 literally what happened here. Is when Colpen, the the president of Colpen, was an end user. I mean, he is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's got a duck rig that I have never seen the likes of. Unbelievable. I mean, he's got a boat that goes inside a camper, that goes inside this, <laughs> that goes inside that. He, when, when he shows up, he's got an entire camp sitting right. in the state. It's got to be a million-dollar setup. But, long story short, he got it. and he brought in, he, he kept uh, Ron, and... Right. Uh, you know, uh, Fred was off doing his own thing, but but Jeff right. was in there. Billy Saunders was in there. Sean yep. Mann was in there. Yep, um, lucky enough to be a part of that, and um, it was still going. I mean, it was they were the real deal. And then when,
0: uh... well, and he listened to them. You know what I mean? He listened to the 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 influential people that were hardcore end users. Oh, he listened oh, yeah. to them. That was and the key. He-
1: Brought people in, in like Lee Joes. I yep. mean, come on, you know. I mean, he built that brand literally, visually with with his with his photos and and, and lifestyle imaging. But then, um, you know, then we're bought, and unfortunately, you know, you have a product manager that takes over. And his qualification winds up being belongs in a he belongs to a duck club. <laughs> <laughs> Only qualification. Um. Is, bosses applied pressure to him and you kind of watch everything dwindle and then they get rid of it they sell it to somebody else and then they try to turn this iconic goose hunting brand into a mississippi duck hunting company which it wasn't flying and it was losing traction and losing traction and then finally it's sold to somebody who gets it again and it's it's being brought back out of that little sketchy place it was going and you know what there's a lot of us that from way back it was hurting our feelings watching a brand that we put so much into and that we loved so much just get just cannibalized it was just terrible and when uh god i found its found its new owners it was kind of a breath of fresh air going finally this is going to happen again and it's doing it you know you got great products and a lot of great people involved and um it's that's part of that that peaks and valleys that we yep. talked about. Yep. We, we stay days, and then we see people who literally have no business owning this company trash it. Um, yeah, uh, I, I call it like the Death Star. You yeah. know, they came and sucked all of the resources out of it and just spit out bones. Um, and now it's it's on its way back, and this is going to be the fun part again. This is where um, you know the the, the brand draws its line in the sand again and plants its roots and becomes what it was again and you know everybody's going to be excited to use it excited to see it and, and proud of it again
0: you know that that's so i mean you literally took the words out of my mouth that i have said a couple different times and i said it with ron like the first podcast we we did in the series and 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 i don't know how many times after but but when the dark days were going and the products weren't you know they they changed blind factories and the aluminum was uh, the aluminum was substandard and it was breaking and the blinds were breaking and everything was like that 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 terrible section that it was just like you said it hurt my feelings like I felt I had to buy different blinds and I felt so shitty because I I had you know followed and pushed and I was you know, felt like I was so brain. part of the brand, right?
1: Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And it hurt. Um, but luckily, I always had the original blinds <laughs> to go back on that were still kicking everything else's ass.
0: Oh, my God, yeah.
1: So I never ran out. Yeah. But you know, when, when you <sighs> can pick a blind up and literally look through the material and read a newspaper through it, you know, you, you could tell that it, 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 it became less about the sport and the product and the, the, the lifestyle and more about the money. And that's
0: when it became a problem. Right. When, you know, and listen, it, it, you know, that is a, a, you know, unfortunately that's, you know, I don't know what kind of business you call that. Like, you know, we're going to, we're going to take an incredible company. We're going to take an item. We're going to, we're going to, you know, take our expenses all the way down to the bottom. We're not going to put anything into it. We're going to use substandard material. Like we're just going to do all that. Uh, just to watch our bottom line and then you know uh, the weird thing is is those folks really thought that it was still going to sell and you know it's been said uh, you know uh, numerous times like you can't even count that listen waterfowlers use their gear the hardest there isn't you know there isn't a group of hunters anglers anything that comes close to how horrible we are on our gear and making something substandard I mean you know it, it's going to break and you're either going to leave it in the field set it on fire or throw it in the trailer and it's going right in the dumpster when you get home Yep.
1: yep. and you know what That that's going to translate across the board you will mm-hmm. automatically assume that anything with that particular label on it yes. is, is the subpar and that was never
0: ever final approach right. ever and, and
1: and and again, that, that's, that that was a transition that, that it, it hurt your feelings and you felt like you're betraying somebody by having to go buy something else that was still made right. Yeah. But the the upside is, is is the light at the end of the tunnel here is not a freight train coming at you. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You know it's it, it, it's it's coming back. Um, the products are looking looking great. They're 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 bringing back some stuff that may have went away um, for some bad decision making uh, earlier by by some other.
0: Uh, group yeah groups.
1: Yeah, <laughs> You know, the, the problem is stockholders is that the, the kiss of death to a company like this. Agreed. And thank hey God, we're, we're not in that anymore. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh it, it's getting exciting again and it's fun watching the brand keep growing. Um, it's fun talking about the brand. Um, I still have people call me and ask about the brand. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fun knowing that it's still alive. It's very healthy and it's growing.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, going through that incredible time when it was innovative and like you said, it was so much fun. You know, that's, that's the whole, you know, that's the whole point of coming back around and going through this is to get it back to that time, you know, because it was so much fun. It was, you know, everybody was so, happy to to see the products and and see guys out at shows and talk and and trade stories and do whatever like the brand it wasn't just it wasn't just a name or a brand it really was truly a lifestyle right and uh part of everybody's lives that were you know that were so in tune with it
1: there's there's no question that um that uh it it becomes the lifestyle becomes a part of who you are. And the thing of it is, is you can, you can pick the posers out a hundred miles away and a true end user can, can, can spot a poser. And <laughs> that was one thing that you could look at, at all of the final approach team and identify with is that, you know, these guys put their time in, I mean, this, these are the real, these, are, these guys seriously guide, these guys seriously get on stage and and called as part of their living. Yep. These guys helped shape the industry that everybody loves. You know that the the the, the, the sports that everybody loves. You know these pioneers really helped shape. You know and so again, you words can't explain just how much fun it used to be on the calling circuit and the show circuit and stuff. Oh yeah, it was absolutely just a, an, an indescribable amount of fun. Um, and I don't blame all the young hunting teams. And I mean, I, I poke fun at them a lot of times cause they all wear the same hoodies and look, mommy, I'm on pro staff and <laughs> that kind of a thing. And, and you can't blame them for wanting to be a part of it. Right. And unfortunately, I wish they could all just get a taste of what it really used to be like because it's addictive. It, it, would it, be like a, a just a the heroin. They what? would become so addicted to it. And that's what keeps bringing new hunters in is, yep. is the life even though it's not a smidgen of what it used to be it is still so much fun and so much a part of our culture and heritage that you know bringing other people in is easy
0: yeah i mean when when you talk about you know like like when guys would come to shows and see like if you were wearing a final approach pro staff hat shirt anything that like you would look at those guys and no, like you said, like these were real guides, callers, killers, like these guys were no joke, and they were um whether whether you like them or not, and I'm not saying any of them weren't liked or whatever, whether you like them or not, you could respect them for what they did to get in the position that they were in and and nowadays. You know, it's it's so different right now with <clears throat> social media, and you know everybody can put a video up. Like you don't, you know, Fred and I talked about this. You know, you you don't have to take a test or 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 do anything to throw a video up or whatever, which is all it's great. But the only thing that I say is when we came through at that time, and you had so many of these icons like grounds and foils and zinc and buck gardner and and uh uh rnt and butch rich and back and and yep. and sean man i mean you can go on and on and talk about these guys when when they did a seminar or you met them at a show like you would just sit there and sponge everything because these guys had been through everything Fact.
1: yep, oh, absolutely, and,
0: and, and you couldn't wait you know to go to a show to see somebody like that because you're like oh my god Uh, I'm going to meet so-and-so and and, holy God, I hope I get five minutes with them and just talk. And, you know, it, it was, it was an incredible time at the shows and the call. I mean, the callers, my God, I mean, you know, the good thing about social media is you have so much info to get now. You know what I mean? You could click about, you know, blowing a short read call or, I mean, you, you, there's a million things you could click on, you know, but, you know, the bad part of that is you also have the bad videos where it's like, you know, maybe not respecting the game or maybe not, you know, doing the right thing or or, you know, any any of that kind of stuff. You you just sure. have good and bad. It just is what it is.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of shortcuts uh, on video. Can you can you imagine trying to oh. uh learn from scratch, blowing a, <laughs> a, a sheet or anything like that and then stepping on stage and looking and there's Fred Zink oh. and there's Tim Jones and there's, I mean, you had to swallow it hard a lot, and, but you know what it did is it, is it, it added motivation and I'm glad there wasn't YouTube videos and, and all the learning videos that there are now back then, because it made me work harder and I think yeah. it made us get better.
0: I, um, I, I agree. I agree. I think but, it pushed, I think it pushed the limits because you, you, you had to grind it out and you maybe had to be embarrassed or put down, or, or you know, you, you just had to get knocked in the dirt a couple of times because, you know, you go to a couple of contests and blow, and and it's like, oh, my God, like, I'm getting my ass kicked. Like, we're talking about, you know, out west here, you're talking about oh, yeah. Saunders and oh, yeah. and Travis Reeser and Dusty Brown, and you're talking about, you know, all the guys oh. from over in Utah and Travis Doxey and, and Foyles' crew, and you're like, you're like, I'm getting my ass handed to me, and i got to step up my game. So, yeah, it was... It was get, you know, it was do it or, or get out of it.
1: Well, the funny story is, is that, uh, I practiced for contests about seven years before I joined. I got into my first one.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: So that happened to me and I got lucky and won my first one. I took second in my second one, but it was because I had to be absolutely 150% sure that I wasn't going to make a fool out of myself because that's what I was afraid of yep. with, but feeling silly up there, and I got lucky, and the timing was right. And the the nice thing was, is that the groundses and the Zinks and the Foilses and the Sean Mans and the Billy Saunders and all that—they they embraced you at that point in time. Um, you became part of their team. They helped you where they could. So you you got up there thinking you were going to feel out of place, but they made you feel like you were right where you belong. Um, and that in a nutshell was what kept, I think a lot of the guys going back then.
0: Yep. Yep. It was, it was the camaraderie. Like once you got in and you were in, you felt like you were a part of something and you, you really, you know, anybody at that time, whether they were, you know, whether they were a ground staffer or foils or FA or, or Avery, or, I mean, it didn't matter what company that you were with at that time. Uh, once you were in, you felt like you were part of the team and, and you really had to earn your way in. And I'm, I'm not, you know, things are a little different now because, you know, you're, you know, everything's based on, you know, how many followers do you have and how many people can you touch on social media? You know, back then, as you know, like if you were on the team, like you, you had to do something specific that, put you over the top of everybody else you had to own your area you had to be the guy that everybody not necessarily you know like i said talked about or liked but everybody respected what you were doing and what you did and they they couldn't they couldn't do anything but take their hats off and say he's he's doing it
1: exactly exactly
0: and it was so it was so incredible um you know, the, the other thing we talked about, because we, we had <clears throat> had Dave Smith on and uh, Duke LeVant, obviously, from out here in the Northwest. And I talked to Jeff Foyles about this and Fred and everybody. And the the crazy thing at the time when Final Approach was blowing up was that it made all these other, like, small companies or guys with innovative ideas all of a sudden blow up because out here, and I want to ask you what was going on over there, but, but over here you had Dave Smith comes with Dave Smith decoys. Then Marcus and Corey come with hardcore decoys. And Don Guthrie had Columbia river decoys, which was the duck decoys. Then you had, uh, uh, Bill Saunders comes with the calls and Perry Nordhouse has uh black widow flocking. And all this stuff happens over here. And because, because grounds and final approach is pushing and all these other guys get involved with final approach. Now their products are being seen and now they're blowing up. So what was happening over in the Midwest and what, was there any companies popping up over there because of what was happening with final approach or Avery or anything at that time?
1: You know, there, there were some smaller companies that were, um, imitating what they were seeing. Gotcha. Uh, what, what, really happened over here is um final approach and avery kind of took the bull by the horns and they had some 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 friendly sparring back and forth some of it not so friendly but they they were both jockeying for that particular customer in the midwest the upper plains up in the canada and you know the midwest totally and completely embraced that technology that came out of the Northwest, um, that was, that was final approach and they absorbed it and wanted to grow with it. And they literally, um, became almost disciples of it. I mean, they had final approach, everything, every truck had a final approach sticker one of the old original stickers that came in the old original eliminator box. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and you know, everybody you'd wind up having, be- 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 with, with the sliders and before the um uh before the eliminators got to where they were transportable, everybody had to bring a freaking truck because your eliminator was in the back of your truck yep. and your buddy stay in the back of his truck or you could stack to, but everywhere you went hunting, you know, there was there was five trucks. Yep. Because then somebody had to bring the decoys. That's right. But everybody completely embraced what they saw it was blowing their minds they no longer had to lay in kind of a ditch um or you know lay under decoys or put pull burlap over themselves oh yeah hide now it was comfortable (laughs) and out of the out of the weather and you know you could dude i couldn't tell you how many hours of sleeping i logged in those things oh
0: yeah there's there's but no it's doubt. It's cold as
1: outside, and that sun hits that. And you shut the door; it's over with.
0: There's no doubt about it. And the only thing that would wake you up was a honk, or yep. somebody saying, "You know, birds." <laughs> How quick yeah. you could wake up yeah. out of a sleep on on some on two little words <laughs>
1: about uh, about uh, you know firing a gun off while you were asleep. Oh God!
0: To... Yeah, that'd wake you up real fast. You know that. Uh, you... Go ahead. and then
1: what... Then when Final Approach got into, uh, you know, it, the, the blinds had made it to the point to where they were state-of-the-art, yes. you know, in their separate varieties, and they were really, really kicking ass. But, you know, there was Bigfoot and G&H, and that was about it. The rest of the decoys were kind of sucky. Yes. I mean, they looked, uh, and nothing against the, the flambos or the suck ducks or anything like that, but they looked pretty primitive back then. Yes. And then now Final Approach started getting into the decoy line of things, and so did um, uh, some of the other brands, but, but Final Approach kind of went in and started um, using some of Dave Smith's advice, and Dave Dave's one of those guys that we had talked about earlier that embraces yeah. you. Yeah. He doesn't come in and what are you doing here type thing, you know? He is, is one of the most, most forthcoming guys help anybody and yep. he was a friend of the company and so they started using some of his ideas and and, and uh, he helped uh, establish the first decoy lanes decoy lines that final approach had and they keep evolving and now they're some of the best i mean they're still some of the best they went through that trend yep. you know where they get yep. there for a while but you're right but they, they're they're back and they look good. The paint schemes are awesome, the feather details are incredible. I mean the the uh, the autonomy on them is I mean sorry, the anatomy on them is, is is perfect. So, you know, it's it's all continuing to grow and kind of circling back. Um, that's the fun part of watching this because now it's just kind of evolving again. You're watching it grow, you're watching the the products, the bags, the flags, the, the decoys and all this stuff kind of come back full circle and coming back better than ever and that's that's the part that makes you proud to still be uh it would have been really really easy to part ways with final approach at a couple of different points when they were so bad right but you stick with it and this is one of the this is the time frame when you're really glad you stuck with it
0: yeah i mean it, it comes back around and nope. and like you said, we're trying to head it in the right direction and back to where it was and what what the company was all about. It's not just the products. It's it's like the mantra, like the the whole feel about the company. I mean, that's that's what I, I, I really want to push the brand back to because it was such an incredible feeling to be a part of a company that that you felt was just like you. You know what I mean? You didn't have to be, you know, anything. You just had to be, you just felt like you were part of the brand because those guys were just like you. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And, and, you know, we talk about, you know, and I've talked about it with, I've talked about with everybody that's been on this series about the, the actual retail war that was final approach versus Avery and GHG and all that. Like if guys like now, younger kids and anybody coming through now, like, I related it and I talked to Lee Jose about it. I, I related it to like the NBA of today, right? Back in, like, back in 83, the Sixers, I was a Philadelphia fan. I was living in Pennsylvania. Like Dr. J would punch Larry Bird or magic Johnson in the face. If he had a chance, right? He would, he sure. would, he would want to just dagger him, right? And just hot poker right in the eye. And they were the same way towards him. And, and that's how it was. And that's how it was with, <laughs> with all the other brands in Final Approach, like it was like a war. And and now you have like, oh, uh, you know, like LeBron James is happy and, and having fun with all the other guys he plays against, and I feel like all the other brands are kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, we're all at a show, like let's all hang out. Man, it wasn't that way back then. The line in the sand was drawn. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it was definitely us against – I mean, Avery – uh, it and, and it it was it was fun. Um,
0: yes.
1: It wasn't anything that you lost sleep over or something that actually made you mad mad. But it was competition, yes. and that want to be better, and that's just the bottom line. It just made you want to be better. And when you saw something that, that they made that was really awesome, you wanted to do it better. Yes. And you did. You figured out a way to do it better, and then they saw yours,
0: and, and they, then they
1: did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the next year you'd come out with something and it was just, that was, that was when it was,
0: it was peaking.
1: You, you couldn't wait to get up in the morning yep. to start putting ideas back down and, and, and seeing what came of them. Um, and Be- what, uh, I mean, you literally could not wait to get your decoys back from the mold maker to see what they look like. You know, you could not wait to see yep. what the new pa- of the day was going to be or what yep. the new blind looked like yep. or uh, every day was, was Christmas. And yeah. uh, if you can imagine, and, you know, having, you know, worked for final approach for the better part of 15 years, I mean, as an employee, um, if you can imagine getting up and talking, hunting all day, every day, talking, hunting products all day, every day, and then your field trips, or these hunts all over the planet, for the proving grounds of your product, um, that that's a that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good career.
0: Yeah, that's a it, damn good job, right? That is living the dream that a lot of guys in the industry kind of make fun of when they say that. But I've never taken that that term yeah, for granted that's, ever.
1: That's that that's a fact, and the fact that the products. Are evolving, and there's still really good people involved. Um, it it it's it makes it to where you still want to be a part of it. In in a world right now where it's so easy to just log off and walk away from stuff, this is um, one of those areas where it's still the excitement every year, every day um, for you to be uh, a part of, whether it's just talking about it looking at it seeing pictures of it um planning it planning to use it i mean it's just the whole thing is just uh i guess maybe intoxicating is the right word (laughs) yeah just more of it
0: yeah yeah and you know you talk about you talk about back then and and like you said when they come out with a product you're sitting going okay we got to do this better like the the thing about that time was the innovation envelope was being pushed to its limits because that all the other companies were driving each other to be so creative, so innovative, and that in turn helped the the final customer get the most incredible item no matter what it was you know there was such incredible products out at that time, and I'm not I'm not saying there there's not out now or whatever, but the drive and the innovation was so incredible at that time that I thought it was at the peak of getting the end user uh, just the most incredible stuff made. It was. And you
1: have everything. Uh, yeah. End, yeah. You you, got, you you had it to where the end user wants everything. They they want it all, and that's that's the fun part there.
0: Yeah, and then the the loyalty comes in right then and there because, like you said, your name's on it. It is a great product. You buy the blind, and you go, man, that was incredible. Now i got to save up. i got to get a bag, and then i got to get some decoys. And, oh, those decoys were good. Now I need some of these decoys, or I need this, or I need that. I mean, there were so many. It, It just kept going and going and going because you had trust in the brand, you know what I mean, because of something that you bought. And there was a time where that was lost. So that's what I said, I just keep going back to that, that time and fast forward to now and just say that's the track we want to be on because that's literally how you, you know, earn the customers back, you know, one product at a time. And you just keep grinding and try to make something that they can use that that was exactly what Ron was thinking when the first blind was made. Like, how can I be more comfortable? How could I be hidden better? you know how could i make you know a waterfowler's day better easier more fun like that's the whole that's the whole point of this you know industry
1: yep 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 he that that, that's called being a pioneer and he had the uh first of all he, he had the idea and he had the guts to do it yep and uh you know the rest is as we say the rest is just history
0: yeah, I mean, listen, and you you had all the guys that we talked about before as well that had the not only the ideas but the guts to go out either on their own or, you know, listen, when <clears throat> when Fred when Fred walks away from Ron and and has a meeting with Avery and 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 he goes over there and starts that. I mean, that takes guts, balls, brains, like everything, right? When yeah, that,
1: that, that I, was, that, I remember that. That was a, uh, yeah, that, that was an interesting time. Yes. it really was. Yeah, uh, I still have bags that say Final Approach Outdoors.
0: Yes, I, my Don Guthrie, who had Columbia River decoys, and Don and I are best friends. Don has a blind bag that says it has the pintail logo on it and it says Final Approach Outdoors. Yes, those were Dude. badass, <laughs> you know, and then and then you have. You know, listen, so then foils because Jeff and Fred were doing stuff for Grounds. They were going to shows. They were selling Final Approach stuff. They were selling Grounds' calls. Now Jeff says, I'm going to make a goose call, and I want to go out on my own. So, listen, that takes, you know, that was a hard thing to do for, you know, Jeff ends up doing that, so does Fred. I mean, that took, because they, I mean, they really do, And had at the time, and still do look up to grounds with uh, a huge amount of respect and mentorship and everything. Like, they didn't walk away pissed off and like, I'm going to get you. Like, it wasn't like that. They just really had their own ideas and they wanted to live that life and they wanted to be that guy. And that took brains, like I said, balls, like everything about it. Like, that was a huge step, and that was a huge step for the whole category. Well,
1: I remember seeing the very first straight meat honker. Jeff had the prototype at the uh, North American Masters in Peoria. And um, he he pulled me aside and, and said, I want you to blow this. And... Um, you know, the call sounded good. It was, it was a lot shorter and a lot faster read than, than what we had been used to. blowing. I think at the time all of us had either the, uh, guides best or the super mags around our necks.
0: Yep. Yep. And,
1: um, you know, it was a really cool call and he goes, you know, I know. I'm, prob- I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers with this. He goes, but you know, I, I kind of want to do, I want to make something that's mine. I kind of want to yeah. make my mark on this. And, and I, I remember sitting in the corner of that, uh, that event room and, uh, and, and him basically just throwing it out there that, you know what, it, this is either going to make me or break me. Yeah. He said, cause I put my name on something and, um, I, you know, I didn't have any influence on whether he did or didn't, but I told him he should do it. Yeah. And, um, and he did it and you saw what happened there. It, it, it really took off. And then shortly thereafter, you know, Fred kind of did the same thing yeah. and the, the cool thing about these callers is, you know, Tim had worked with, and, and Tim, Tim had his feelings hurt just a little bit because we were all on the same team, wearing the same jackets. It was kind of his little empire. But he also did the same thing with Charlie's call, on um, the, the, the Hesses.
0: Yep, you're right.
1: So he, you know, when he built that half-breed, you know, he kind of, Charlie helped him with that, you know. And after a while, he kind of started looking at it like he kind of helped uh, some of these other guys figure their niche out. And you know, from that point on, you know, there's been dozens of of calls that uh, that have that have knocked off,
0: Freddie's Freddy's
1: and Jeff's and all that kind of stuff. And Absolutely. I guess you could say flattery is the, you know, is is a is is one of the the most sincerest compliments you can get. But yeah. um, you know, the problem is now is is and that's really not a problem. But the technology and the calls is kind of. Ran its course. There's not a whole hell of a lot you're going to be able to do different. Um, a lot of these new call makers, you know, they're, they've got an echo insert in there, a Buck Gardner insert. Right. A lot of these uh, goose call manufacturers are literally knocking off Jeff or knocking off Tim. Um, and um, you know, you got to respect. They have the same drive and the same ideas, probably that Jeff, Freddie, and Tim did back then. Right it's just on a lot bigger scale right now. And you can learn how to do this on YouTube. And, right. and again, it, it goes back to where these guys, this shit we were blown back then. A lot of it was hard. A lot of these, um, yeah. a lot of the prototypes, I mean, had file marks on them and were ugly. and <laughs> looked terrible, but sounded good. And that was the main thing. Now, you know, everybody's got a buddy with a CNC machine or something like that. Yep. It's just so much easier. It's like learning to call, you know, you get on YouTube and, yeah. you know, stuff that used to take us a decade, you know, these kids are proficient at it, um, you know, in in a month. And, you know, when we had to work and learn how to call, these kids don't have jobs and are on YouTube. And it just, the, the talent level has increased so much in this industry. Yep. That's why it just keeps getting better and better.
0: You know, and the, the thing about it is I always go back to it and, and it's, and it's, you know, this generation, the younger generation, new hunters, new callers, new whatever. Like, like we're not, we're not putting that whole generation down. We're just trying to like, like, and I've talked about this. I don't know how many times in this whole series. I, I'm not putting that generation down or all the younger kids or all the stuff. I just want you, you know, if they're listening, I just want the younger kids to understand where all this came from. You know what right. I mean? That's, that's the whole point of all this in the history and and learning about all this stuff. And, and it's okay to go do your own thing. But if you're gonna like really do your own thing, because on the call side, I always talk about <clears throat> you have call makers and call manufacturers. And I ran through a list you know, in one of the episodes before about you know, listen, Zinc, Foils, Grounds, Sean Man, you know Butch Rich and back on the duck call. I mean, sh- shit, RNT wasn't even making goose calls. You know what I mean? They 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 didn't want to. You know what I mean? Until you know you get a couple guys down there and Sean Stahl and whatever else, and now they start making goose calls because there was a goose guy, like right they were they were true and and Rick Dunn at Echo like there was true and I might be missing a couple more but you had true call makers and then listen it's not that hard to get a call and go oh I got to be at this diameter on the inside bore and this and I can make it you know look different and whatever but if you're still taking the same exact stuff of the guys from before I mean that's not really innovative so so yeah I I wouldn't be too thrilled about something like that but if you want to do your dream and and chase it like you know go for it like look at all these other guys i just want them to understand like there was no youtube when when fred wanted to make a call he made a duck call first because he wanted to do a duck call with tim and tim didn't want to so fred's like i'm gonna make a duck call so that was the first thing like you said foils wanted to do a goose call he he wanted to make his own sound and wanted to be his own guy and wanted to follow his dream and listen You said, Grounds did the same thing with the Hesses. Listen, everybody with ideas in that mindset wants to do their own thing. It is an evolution of you improving yourself and doing something better for yourself. It's just natural progression. That's what's going to happen.
1: Exactly right.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that. And it, 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 it created and it molded the whole waterfowl category of what it is today and that now a younger generation can look at some stuff like that and go, I'm going to make something. I'm going to do this. I, I, I think I have an idea for an item that I'm going to come out with. Go for it. You know what I mean? That's the cool thing about this is there's always somebody with an idea and innovation. And listen, all great ideas don't come to fruition that, that sometimes that's just it. But you know, if you have something, go for it. That's the thing
1: absolutely 100 make it yours i mean if if you're gonna do it do it
0: so uh one of the questions that that i'm asking everybody and i get kind of mostly the same answers but what what few items would you say change the waterfowl category tremendously and 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 because the the list seems to stay the same so what things come to your mind that just blew open you know the category right um
1: randy bartz and the flag agreed oh my gosh you know there's been so many days when i would much rather left my calls at home than my flag the flags were absolutely yep came to that stuff um Long story, sh- shorter story, um, the Robo-Ducks. Oh, when, God, yeah. Back in the 90s, Buck had one of the first ones, and we got to try it out when we were filming for HS. And
0: What, what video you, was that? Do you remember?
1: It, uh, Take them two. Take them two. And you could, you could uh, stick one Robo-Duck out. I don't care. I got to believe you could put it in a Walmart parking lot at the time. <laughs> Agreed. These ducks would drop out of the stratosphere. So oh. we took these we got to use these not only up on the Canada prepottoland.
0: Oh, oh god. But we
1: got to use it down in Arkansas, uh, in the in the timber and stuff. And it was just like we knew they were gonna make them illegal because it was ridiculous yes. what it for the ducks. So that now, now that's kinda starting to be used to death and it's kinda screwing mm-hmm. some of the hunting up because Agreed. people are using those mm-hmm uh, to kill ducks rather than, than hunting them. But, um, I'd say those three, the, the, the blinds, blinds, yeah. the T flags for sure. Um, yep. the robo ducks, you know, and calls are pretty subjective, but you know, there, there's, there's been several cause I would always go back just, just cause of my, my affinity and, and, uh, you know, all the respect I had for my friend, Tim, you know, I'd say that, uh, you know, Even Charlie and Keith Hess had, a, right. had a lot to do down there in, in Ballard County, Kentucky. Tim grabbed that shit by the horns yes, and made this thing happen. So, you know...
0: When the short I read. Still, yeah. I still
1: have the first A50 that he did for me um, in a safe. But uh, I That's still have cool. the first... I have an, uh, two original Hess calls that Tim gave me. Oh, God. That he made no bones about it that I didn't make these. These are Charlie's. This is where I learned. Um, so I,
0: anyway. Oh my God! Those those uh, are.
1: Tramble, I love them. Yeah. Unreal. And, and, and dig this: before Charlie passed away, when my kids were born, he made a call with their name and birth date on them oh for each God. one of my kids. Oh my God! So we, we have those in the safe too, and a little a little note that goes inside the case and everything. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. The the layout blinds, no question about it. Randy Barts, who I can't mention enough. Agreed. With his
0: with Agreed. his flagman
1: stuff. And uh then the uh the Roboducks.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, you know, the other things that came up in, in everybody else's list were obviously just the short read. Didn't matter what. Um I always bring up uh Perry Nordhaus, who had Black Widow what? Flocking, and I mean <laughs> everything there isn't a goose decoy that you can buy that is not if you don't have a flocked head on a goose decoy like you're not in the conversation yep i mean That's fact. i mean blow me away and that was so long ago and we just take all this stuff for you know for granted but you look back and you go that was just absolutely incredible
1: well let me throw one more out there yeah ice eaters oh
0: Yes. Agreed.
1: No longer do we have to buy six trolling motors and mount <laughs> them on the talk. You know,
0: <laughs> the struggle is real on the trolling motor, bro, because you got to leave a battery out there. You got to wake up at two and go out and change the battery because it's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The struggle's real.
1: <laughs> that, that's that whole sticker on the back guidelines. <laughs> we earned that.
0: You ain't lying. You know, the. Um, Going back to Charlie Hess, and I, I think I talked about it with, I think it was with Fred or, or, or uh, uh, Foils. I'm not sure, but I talked about when the Flockknocker uh, website forum was going, right? Yep, yep. And obviously we had no social media. Everything was done on these forums. And I, I never talked about this before, but I, I looked forward to every year, my birthday, and not because of my birthday, but I knew I was going to get a message from Charlie Hess telling yep. me, I hope you have a great day. Yep. And that, to me, the first time I got it, I felt like I was somebody. Like Charlie Hess sent me a note that said, have a great day. And I was yep. like, holy Shit! Yeah,
1: yeah. That that's that's when Superman tells you happy birthday is exactly what that was like. Yeah, you know,
0: it, yeah.
1: But he, you know, he did that for everybody. I know. You <laughs> he would always take your call. Yes. And he, you know, when he was in town, he would always call you and make sure that y'all got together and you know everybody go have dinner or whatever. God. But he he was just
0: he was he that was kind of man.
1: That just that guy. Yeah. And, you know it, he uh, he brought a, he brought a lot to the table yes. as what but he did it a lot more subdued because he was such a modest fella and very very humble and uh you know when you when you turn that kind of stuff lo- loose with a wild man like Tim grounds that's right uh, you know good things are going to happen and uh you know i that half breed you know it's still on my lanyard
0: dude there's no doubt there's no doubt you know I, and and listen you talk about how charlie was so you know modest and stuff like that I have you know Ron on a couple times and on the podcast and stuff and talk to him and you know I say listen like you you are the father of invention here you you are the guy you know and I'm not blowing smoke up his ass like it's the real deal like Ron doesn't come up with this layout blind who knows if you know, I don't know if this ever gets created. Who knows? Maybe somebody comes along, but I say, you know, I talk about all that stuff, and he just blows it off like, yeah, it was no big deal. And that's the kind of guy he is, too. You get those old-school guys like that, and and yep. that's the thing about the kids today. Like, listen, this is a cool thing. Be modest. Help people with all the craziness in the world going on today and all the whack jobs and, and people being mean to each other. Like, Yep. We are all a part of the hunting community. So, I listen, I don't give a shit if somebody jump shoots birds. I don't care if you chase them with a dog. I don't care what you do. If you trap, If you, I don't care what you do. If you're a part of the hunting industry, uh, anglers, like trapping, like whatever you do, that's awesome because you are part of this kind of community. And I don't I try not to look down on anybody or, or, you know, say ill shit to anybody because they're still a part of our group. And that's what you got to keep together. So, you know, I agree, you know, we just got to keep pushing and keep, you know, listen, if, if somebody isn't doing something where you think like, hey, they could probably do this better. Drop them a note. Don't throw some post up and and torch them and say, you know, you're a dumbass for doing that. Like, that's not the way to go about it. If you really want to do something, help them out. Take them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like
1: It's pretty easy to hide behind social media. It is. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of the direction things are going. Um, but, I, but I think a, a lot of the younger generation could learn from what you just said. You know, be genuine, be yourself, and yeah. treat people like be treated, you know, if I'm doing something wrong, or if I'm making myself look silly, or if I could do something better, I would love for somebody to come up and say, "Hey, can I can I give you some advice?" Or I noticed this has been working for me, and may work for you. Tell me what you think, you know. Rather than, yeah, like you said, calling somebody out on social media, and yeah. making them look like a fool, but actually, you're making yourself look like that. Agreed. And,
0: uh, and listen, know,
1: yeah. And, and here's the thing. Long and short of it. It's a great industry. There's a lot of awesome people in
0: Absolutely. here.
1: Absolutely, and uh, you know, the, the, we're all working for a common good.
0: That's right. You know, it,
1: it, it, we're, we can we live in a country where we can do this. Yes, we have time to spend with our family and with our friends, and uh, get out and do something we love. And even when the weather is horrible, it's <laughs> fun. It's the best. But you know, the the one o'clock in the morning's driving through ice to get to a field. Yeah, you know up being a 30 minute hunt even better you know there's a there's a lot of things that you can absorb that you can transfer to new hunters and kids my son is eight up
0: yes he is yes he is five yep
1: and uh, i shot his first goose at six yep and now um i you just know that if there's a waterfowl season on he's not home
0: that's right that's right. He's
1: either with me or is with his buddies and you know, he's out pounding them somewhere. So, um, and that's a good feeling for me because, uh, I'll be honest with you, Mario. Yesterday I, I went to a funeral of a 22 year old girl that was <sighs> not hanging with the right people. She was a friend of my son's. Oh God. Wasn't hanging with the right people. And I, and I reflect back, me and my wife were talking yesterday that it, that it was always our job to keep our
0: son away from that. That's right. And, the hunting
1: that we do, the waterfowling, the duck hunting, the, the goose hunting, has kept him out of that. Him and his buddies—that's what they do. They go hunting and fishing. Yep. When they get together, they go hunting and fishing, and um,
0: that's their vice, which is the, awesome.
1: This this industry that I've been a part of, that I love, that we've both been a part of forever, has helped me raise a good kid and kept him safe out of trouble and given him a reason to want to better himself yep. and uh, you know that in a nutshell makes the entire experience of my entire life in this industry worth it
0: there's there's no doubt about it there, i mean there's nothing there's nothing i can say to top that or or add to it or nothing that is that is it right there so take those yep. words of wisdom and go for it that's That's lights out right there. John. Awesome. Appreciate everything. All the info. Uh, the ride has been incredible. You know, I'm glad you're still in the industry doing what you love and, and everybody's kind of grinding and doing their, what, you know, still what they love and they're still in the business. And that's, what's the best part about it. So I appreciate you coming on incredible time. catching up. Thanks
1: for having me, Mario. I'm glad everything's working out good for you. And, and, uh, you know, don't be a stranger. I won't,
0: I won't, but I won't. I'll let you know what's happening, and if I come that way, I'll give you a shout, and we'll get together. Absolutely. Boom. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, bud. Right. Have a great one, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care, man. All right, buddy. Thank you. John Vaca right there. John was a huge part over 15 years at Final Approach, just an incredible amount of time that he put into the brand, watched it grow, was a staffer, then was an employee, then was, I mean, just... You got you to gotta give love to that man for just, like, he's seen it all. He's seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and then, you know, like he says, back to it now where we're trying to get it back on track. So, unreal, incredible podcast, no doubt. Listen, appreciate it. If you want to check anything out that we got going on, uh, check out all the other podcasts. Hit us up on our social media channels. You get hit us up on fabrand.com. Uh, and thanks to our partners uh, this year and everything that we got going on weatherby uh, also federal ammunition Roger sporting goods and my buddy Rob up at ranchland outfitters up in Alberta Canada so big shout outs to everybody thanks for checking us out the history of final approach and the waterfowl category it's been a it's been a pretty cool ride no doubt about it all right thanks for checking us out I'm Mario I'm Matt.